stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We're continuing to discuss and engage with the B.C. government, with uh, the Alberta government. We're making sure that we come to the right place. Well, the right place sounds like a good place to be, which I suppose uh, we're, we're not there yet. OK, uh, not not breaking any new ground there necessarily, Mr. Prime Minister. But, you know, nobody wants to see this. And, and yeah, it's 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 not Alberta's fault that it's come to this point. I think, as you heard during the news there, Jason Kenney is right that we didn't start this. Does escalating this fight get us closer to a solution? I, I suppose time will tell. If, if nothing else, I guess it, it forced the prime minister to speak to all of this today. But despite that, I don't know that we're any further ahead. So there's a lot of bitterness toward B.C. And I, I suppose in that sense, there's not a lot of objection to the measures announced yesterday by the premier that the AGLC will cease the importation for now of B.C. wine. And maybe that's, you know, a reflection of what people are doing on their own anyway, making a choice to, to buy wine from somewhere else or to buy Alberta beer instead of B.C. beer. And certainly people can make those decisions. But the decision announced by the government yesterday has broader ramifications. Right? It has an impact on liquor stores. It has an impact on importers. It has an impact on, on bars and restaurants. You know, I think any kind of a trade war means losers on both sides. And is this any different? Well, joining us for some thoughts, very pleased to welcome to the program, uh, Chef Paul Schufelt. He is the chef and proprietor of Workshop Eatery in Edmonton. Uh, Paul, always good to talk to you here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Okay, let, let me give you a chance up front to, to speak to this, because I know you're, you're getting some pushback, because maybe there's a sentiment out there that if you don't like the boycott, you must hate pipelines, right? And that, that's not where you're coming from here. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. This uh, news came out yesterday afternoon, and I was pretty quick to to react, um, and you know, spoke my spoke my opinion and got some got some feedback on it. That you know, I'm clearly an enemy of of the pipeline, and clearly an enemy of the Alberta economy. If I uh, am opposed to this uh, choice of boycotting BC wine, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, I'm a small business owner. I'm a restaurateur here in Edmonton. I completely understand how positive uh you know having the pipeline go through would be on the economy as a whole and would trickle down to restaurants and other businesses like myself i'm not naive to that fact uh, i'm frustrated with the fact that this is just you know whether it was it certainly wasn't directly intended but it's just another thing impacting us as a small restaurant owner uh 25 of my wine list is currently bc wines because they make yeah. fantastic product they're you know, as local as we're going to get for for Canadian wine, uh, why wouldn't I want to support them, and why wouldn't I want to uh, carry their product up until this happened? Um, so, you know, we're sitting here. Uh, you know, for me, it just feels like another straw on the camel's back of a small restaurant owner. And, well, and I'm sympathetic to that because we've talked before about you know things like the minimum wage and, and the carbon tax and other policies that these get dumped on small businesses, and then it's say you know you guys figure it out. So this just seems yet another government policy that's being dumped on you, and now the government's saying, well, you figure it out. Exactly, and that just I mean, literally, there's no <laughs> there's no real layout of what this looks like or when it's going to happen or they're, they're not giving us any time to adjust it's sort of okay we've we've we've, we've closed the the tap to you being able to get uh wine from bc figure it out from here um and then that's all well and good and if that's the case and that's the direction we're going to go i i certainly want to support 
Alberta oil workers and want to see this pipeline go through just as much as anyone else, give me the chance to figure out what the, what plan B is. Uh, you know, as a small business owner who works in his business every day, I've got a lot on my plate already. Now I've got to kind of stop what I'm doing and go, what's, what's the option here? Is this thing going to last two weeks or a month? And I just take them off the shelf for a few weeks and it is what it is. Or are we are we entrenched in something deeper here? And uh, do I need to now spend time and, and money and efforts and, and do the research and find wines that you know fill those gaps on my list and uh, and then spend the money to train the staff and reprint menus, all those sort of things, and get people back up to speed in a timely fashion, all while still trying to do everything else I do on a daily basis. <laughs> right. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing with this, something like this. I mean, maybe this will be resolved tomorrow. Maybe this will still be dragging on a year from now. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, right? we really don't. So you're going to redo your menus, and all of a sudden, you know, we've all made up and everything's fine a week from now, and then you get to change them all back, right? Yeah, and I mean, for for me, the issue, and I'm certainly, I'm no politician, and I don't know how negotiations work uh, with respect to politics, but I can understand how negotiation work, negotiations work in business. And I look at this going, if, if, if I'm in B.C., and uh, my counterpart across the table is saying, okay, well, you don't like, uh, you don't want to give us a pipeline. We're going to take away your wine. Well, in my very limited understanding, the GDP in, in uh, BC was $250 billion last year, $2 billion of which came from wine revenue, 11% of that, which was actually shipped to Alberta. So in the grand scheme of things, is a fraction of 1% of uh, revenue uh, being sucked out of uh, BC really going to have an impact on them, or are they going to find another way to sell those wines somewhere else? I guess you know from from your perspective, if if people decided on their own that we've had enough of BC, we're going to go to to Chef Paul's restaurant, but we're not ordering that that BC wine. The hell with them. That I mean, if if there were no demand for that wine, I guess you'd have a potential problem anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, fair enough, right? But I think it should be in the consumer's hands to make that choice. Um, you know, hey, if you don't want to buy the wine, no problem. It sits on the shelf, and then at some point, I w- I'm going to have to take a look at my list. And mm-hmm. I mean, I change it three to four times a year, anyways. But I'll take a look at the list and and what's not moving, uh, we will uh, address and deal with. But now our hand has been forced, rather than making those decisions based on what our consumers actually want. And have you noticed any drop off in with with people's um, demand for BC wine? Are people making other choices? Anything that you've noticed? Uh, I'm on the front lines uh, a fair amount, and, and most of my interactions with, with customers, I haven't really heard that brought up. Uh, you know, I know there were some restaurants in Fort McMurray that were pulling all of their BC product, be it wine, food, seafood, produce, those sort of things. But uh, I don't feel like it's really, I'm not hearing it from the guests. And I mean, I don't talk to everyone, and not everyone's just going to come out and say that, uh, you know, right off the bat. So I can't say that that's, you know, the general consensus. But I certainly don't feel like this was on anyone's radar, to be perfectly honest. It caught me completely off guard yesterday. Mm-hmm. I never even thought something like that would be on the table. Yeah, yeah, we were all caught off guard. It was it was quite a surprise. By the way, I mean, I guess in an ideal world, we'd have a thriving wine industry here in Alberta, and, you know, we could all just choose to drink Alberta wine. It's unfortunately, yeah. you know, grapes don't grow here. So wh- where else is the wine from that's, that's on your menu? Uh, you know, uh, we're... Where our menu is fairly basic in that most of our stuff is New World, so you know lots of stuff from California and Australia, a little bit of Italian and some mm-hmm. Old World, but mostly New World wines. And then, as I said, about a quarter of the list is made up of of Canadian wines, a couple of which are from uh, Ontario and Nova Scotia, but for the most part, they're from BC uh, because that's where 
we get to go away and that's where we have gone in the past and it's you know fairly close it's a short plane ride we can do some research we can find wineries that we like and want to work with and uh, there's a great working relationship uh, you know it's not like i can fly to california or over to uh, italy or france uh, you know three times a year or a couple times a year to really uh do that research right so right well, and I guess in the meantime, as you say, you still got BC wine in stock. I guess if people order it, you can still serve it. You can choose yeah. to go yourself and, and buy it there and bring it back if you want. Uh, what, what are you going to do in, in the meantime? Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, we're just going to let things uh, par down with what we have in, in the, on the shelves and, uh, you know, start talking with our partners that uh, uh, help us build the wine list and go, okay, where do we go from here? What, what do we feel like this is you know going to do for the overall business? Do we, you know shelf these and put them in the back and fill them with some, you know, California or maybe some more stuff from Ontario or that area. Uh, wines until this blows over or do we, you know, take a more extreme measure and, and do this more long term? So all things at this point, you know, with less than 24 hours into this, we kind of have to uh, to weigh and try to make the best decision for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, just so people know, I mean, it does it does have an impact. So we'll, we'll see where this all goes from here. Paul, thanks for making some time for us today. Really appreciate this. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, Talk take you. care. Uh, that's uh, Chef Paul Schufelt, uh, chef and proprietor of the Workshop Eatery in, in Edmonton. And I mean, we've spoken with Paul before, and he's a pretty outspoken guy. He's, he's taken issue with the Alberta government and their approach to minimum wage. And as he sees, I mean, it's all kind of in that, that whole same context where provincial policies are impacting small businesses, and this is something else they have to adjust to. There's also a statement today from the Consumer Choice Center, so sparking a trade war within Canada will only hurt consumers and producers in both provinces and come at a significant cost for Canadians who don't want their favorite drinks to be used as pawns in political debates. This entire affair highlights the dire need for interprovincial free trade in Canada so that ordinary Canadian producers and consumers don't become political pawns in disputes that have nothing to do with them. So, does, does that change your view of this uh, response at all? It's obviously going to hurt B.C. more than I think it's going to hurt Alberta. I mean, B.C. might retaliate in some way that, that perhaps could hurt businesses here in Alberta. But yeah, when it comes to beer and wine, it's pretty lopsided in terms of what goes from here to there and what goes from there to here. I mean, obviously, unless you count mead and, and other things like that, we're not making any wine anyway to send to B.C. And not a lot of Alberta beer gets in there either, unfortunately. But I think most people are appreciative of the fact that the premier did something. That's not just talk. It's not just rhetoric. That it's it's action. It's measurable. It's something. It's it's something they'll notice. It's something they'll feel. And maybe that's something you know wasn't wine. It could have been something else. But it had to be something. Nine seven four eight two five five is a number. As I say, we got more time for your calls. We'll play for you some of what Premier Notley had to say. She was on the radio with our friends up in Edmonton this morning. Um, some other stuff to get to here as well. But as mentioned, more time for your calls and your text. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.